This episode of Defining Diabetes is brought to you by Omnipod, the tubeless insulin pump, and Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor. Find out more at myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox and dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Omnipod will even send you a free, no obligation demo. In this episode of Defining Diabetes, Jenny Smith and I will be defining fat and protein rise. Now, you know Jenny. She's in all the pro tip episodes and defining diabetes and ask Scott and Jenny. She's also a person who's been living with type 1 diabetes for over 30 years. Jenny holds a bachelor's degree in human nutrition and biology from the University of Wisconsin. She is a registered and licensed dietitian, a certified diabetes educator, and a certified trainer on most makes and models of insulin pumps and continuous glucose monitoring systems. Jenny's services are for hire. Check her out at integrateddiabetes.com. We're going to get started in just a moment, but before we do, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan, or becoming bold with insulin. Do you have an absolutely spectacular endocrinologist, certified diabetes educator, diabetes nutritionist, you know, anybody who's helping you with type one? Do you have one like that that you'd love to share with other people? Or are you looking for one that fits that description? Check out Juicebox Docs. Dot com if you do. J-U-I-C-E-B-O-X-D-O-C-S. It's a place where I'm collecting an amazing list of fantastic support for people with type 1 diabetes. It's absolutely free. If you have somebody great to add, check it out. If you're looking for somebody, check it out. Let's do protein rise because as um, you know, and these are separate episodes. So you, know, yeah. you would have heard me say on one of these other defining diabetes, but I got the chance to wear uh, a glucose monitor for 10 days and I ate pizza and hours later, my blood sugar started to go back up again. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the thing. <laughs> you could see it. It's not as bad as if you have diabetes nowhere near. And, and I guess for context, what it meant, what I meant by that was I ate pizza. I was in like that. It was at the end of the day. So my blood sugar was more like 95 or I'd been snack. I was, listen, I made the pizza from scratch. So you know, there might have been nice. some pepperoni and cheese going in, and maybe I was dipping it in the sauce along the way while I was working. So I had some food going. Um, I was snacking a little bit, uh, made the pizza, ate the pizza. About eight o'clock at night, I had two slices of homemade pizzas. So, you know, basic ingredients, not giant slices. And at midnight, my blood sugar tried to go up. And I was like, what? sorcery is this you, you, you know and it and i i'm texting jenny the next day i'm like i got a fat and protein rise yesterday 
<laughs> it was the weirdest text. Our text, well, by the way, uh, Jenny and I will do an episode at some point that just is me talking about wearing a glucose monitor because it's frying my mind. But um, uh, but anyway, a protein rise. Can we say fat and protein rise here? Do, do you think it's worth just describing them that way together? Yeah, I think they're both um, they're both food specific. They both happen or start to happen in about the same time frame in the mm-hmm. aftermath of a meal. Um, they both have a little bit of a different impact and a little bit of a different strategy for managing them or preventing them really. Um, but yeah, I think they, they go together. Okay. So we're really, this is going to be short. We're really just going to define it here because Jenny mm-hmm. and I have already done what I think is an exceptional pro tip episode about fat and protein rise. But for yeah. those of you who are newer to diabetes and are hearing people say, oh, that looks like protein to me. And that doesn't make any sense to you because your endo told you that protein doesn't have carbs and it doesn't just need- count your carbs. Yeah. Count your carbs. You'll be fine. Um, it, it, it's not the case. So like I said, deep dive in the pro tip episode, but for defining purposes, when you hear someone say that looks like a protein rise or a fat rise or a fat and protein rise, Jenny's going to explain to you what it is right now because she's better at this than I am. Yay. So protein and fat do have impact on blood sugar. It all is relative essentially to portion and sometimes the content of what you're eating at a mealtime, right? Mm -hmm. So protein and fat rise, usually you're going to see it start about the same time in the aftermath of a meal, sometime between about two to three hours after the meal, sometimes a little bit later. Um, like your example with the pizza started a little bit later, like the four hour mm-hmm. kind of mark, probably because it was a little bit both of protein and fat yep. kind of happening. Right. Um, but protein typically will raise blood sugar in two scenarios. One, you've had a really large amount of protein, more than the typical three to four ounce, you know, portion at a mealtime, or you've eaten a really low, almost no carb containing meal. And so then what ends up happening is the body breaks down protein in both scenarios into glucose. Yeah. Starts to happen hour and a half to two hours after the meal, you get this like slight rise that happens. If you don't compensate for some of the protein at the end of the meal, with insulin in one way or another, you're going to get a rise and then you're going to end up correcting to get it back down. Right. And so if you're looking for a very simple way to wrap your head around that concept, you know, when you see somebody market something that's pure sugar and they say it's fat free (laughs) there and technically they're right. There's no fat in the sugar. Then you eat the sugar and your body goes, what should I do with this sugar? Hmm. You know, I'll do. I'll turn it into fat, <laughs> and right. so technically, you're right. There was no fat in it when you ate it, but it all became fat afterwards. So similarly, you eat this protein, and there are no carbs in it. But then your body begins to break the protein down, and all of a sudden, your blood sugar starts going up. And for most people, it makes zero sense because you'll think, "I ate like zero carbs at my last meal. This doesn't make any sense." But it does, and it's real, and it's always going to happen it's not it's not not going to happen so when i look at arden's food and i'll be like oh there's you know i don't know a roll and i always throw in i don't know i don't want to give people a number because what i do is completely random but when i see some meat on the plate well it's not random for arden right right for arden it's it's pretty specific Yeah, yeah yeah six or seven carbs i add for for the protein, if there's cheese involved or a lot of butter or something like that, eh, sometimes I go to 10. Uh, but, you know, there it is. It's going to happen. Now, mm-hmm. like Jenny said, with pizza 
and this will be explained in the pro tip episode, but there's the cheese in the pizza slows down your digestion, which pushed basically for me pushed off the digestion of the crust way out into the future. Um, because as a person without diabetes, I don't think I was getting much of a rise out of the protein or the fat. I was, I just, my body didn't quote unquote, get to the dough until a significant time later. Um, so that's what a fat rise or a protein rise is. Um, if you really want to understand it, uh, Jenny did an amazing job of explaining it. And I pretend that I knew what she was talking about in that episode. So <laughs> I'll put the episode number at the end so people know it. Uh, but it's it's game changing. There's also a couple episodes around keto eating um, mm-hmm. or low carb eating that, that go deep into this idea as well. Yeah, the person you had on for the keto was very... Very, they were very good. Um, well explained. Oh my God, she's going to just be giddy when she hears you say that. Just so you know, <laughs> she's gonna be. I will get a note at some point. So I'm talking to you in the future now. I'm gonna get a text that said, "Jenny just said I did a really good job of my episode." <laughs> It'll be like months from now, and I'll be like, "What is she?" Yeah, talking it was great. About? It was it was good. So, she really yeah. understands it in a, in a different way. To learn more about how fat and protein can affect your blood sugar. Check out episode 263, Diabetes Pro Tip, Fat and Protein. It's with me and Jenny. It's a much longer description of what we talked about here. Friends, it's time to get yourself a free, no obligation demo of the Omnipod sent over to the house. Okay, let's talk about it. The Omnipod tubeless insulin pump, besides being absolutely spectacular, is the insulin pump that my daughter, who is about to turn 16, has been wearing Every day since she was four years old. That's a long time. Every day Omnipod comes through exactly the way we expect it to. And in a myriad of ways. By being unobtrusive. By being tubeless. By helping us with extended boluses. Temp basal rates. And just being... What's the word I want, really? Just it's there. It's solid. You know what I mean? Like it does. It does what I think it's going to do when it's going to do it. I get what I expect. And what I expect is a quality insulin pump that gives me the delivery and the wearability for my daughter that we need. And that means that she can stay attached to her insulin when she's playing sports without it being obtrusive, while she's taking a shower, sleeping, running around in the backyard, jumping on a trampoline, riding a bike, swimming, all of the things that your body still needs insulin for. You know, when you hear people saying, oh, I disconnect for that, well, they don't have insulin during that time. And that's very likely going to cause a high blood sugar. Now, I understand that tube pumps need to be disconnected sometimes, but the Omnipod never needs to be disconnected. It's tubeless. It's wonderful. And you don't have to take my word for it, because Omnipod will be thrilled, happy, elated, delighted to send you a free no-obligation demo that you can try on yourself. Find out if what I just said is true. But you know it is. But still try. MyOmnipod.com forward slash juice box. Check it out. Get the demo. Decide what you want to do. If you want to keep going with Omnipod, it'll be easy. And if you don't, no harm, no foul. You were just trying that's why they call it no obligation. Now, I have an obligation to tell you 
about the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. This obligation is both business-oriented, because they're advertisers, and moral, because I think everyone should know about the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. Here's why. I'm going to use an example from this morning. Arden wakes up, her blood sugar is 106. I see it on her Dexcom, nice and steady. I hear her moving around upstairs, no big deal. She's getting her face washed, getting dressed, getting ready to actually go out right now. All of a sudden, her blood sugar, diagonal up, starts moving up. 106 turns into 115, turns into 118, all of a sudden 125. Well, we bolus, right? We're trying to stop that rise before it happens. Arden's trying to go out. She's trying to do things. She needs to eat. She doesn't need to walk into this day 50, 60, 70, 80 points higher than she needs to. But imagine had she woken up and tested her blood sugar with a meter. Boom. She would have saw 106 and thought, hey, I'm doing great. And then she never would have seen anything that happened next. And then a half an hour, 40 minutes later, when she's sitting down to eat and tests again, you know, in a world without a CGM, who knows what she is, 225? Now suddenly the first meal is in jeopardy. It puts the rest of the day in question. You're looking at roller coastering up and down and up and down or skipping a meal. Instead, beep, beep, Arden's blood sugar hits 120. She gets a little insulin right back to where we need to be, ready for that meal, ready for the day. That uniquely happened because Arden has a Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor. Now, that's just one example. Imagine all of the other ways that technology can be used for you. Imagine that the way I found out about it wasn't because I was bugging Arden while she was getting dressed. It's because it popped up on my iPhone because the Dexcom G6 has share and follow. And that works on Android and iPhone. So Arden CGM told her app, her app, put it up in the cloud. It came back down on my phone. And just like that, we averted a high blood sugar, averted a problem at a meal, saved the day. Dexcom G6 is going to save more than one day for you. That's for certain. Find out how you can get a Dexcom at Dexcom.com forward slash Juicebox. There are links to Dexcom, Omnipod, and the other sponsors at JuiceboxPodcast.com if you can't remember them. They're also right there in the show notes of your podcast player. You can click on them right there. Like, click, click, click with your finger. I very much appreciate when you support the sponsors because it supports the podcast. Whether it's Omnipod, Dexcom, the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter, or Touched by Type 1, when you check out the links, you're telling those sponsors, I listened to the Juicebox podcast, I heard about you there. They keep sponsoring, you keep getting the podcast for free. Seems like a good deal. All right, a little bit of music, and we're out of here. Do I have any announcements? There may be one. Hold tight. You can find the rest of the Defining Diabetes series as well as Ask Scott and Jenny and the Diabetes Pro Tip episodes at DiabetesProTip.com. You can find them too at JuiceBoxPodcast.com, but you know, Diabetes Pro Tip's pretty easy to understand. No S after the P, so just a P, no S, a P, a dot, and a com. DiabetesProTip.com. Also, if you have a great doctor or need one for type 1 diabetes, check out JuiceBox.com. Docs.com, D-O-C-S, juiceboxdocs.com, an ever-growing list of type 1 diabetes healthcare professionals that listeners of the podcast have recommended. Let me give you a couple of examples. For instance, right there 
in Australia. Rachel Baker, RN and CDE, does some amazing work. How about up in Canada? Dr. Jeremy Gilbert over in Ontario. That's Toronto. You understand Toronto, Ontario, right? Like Canada does their places weird, I mean, compared to how we do it. How about Melissa Antonic in Fairfax, Virginia? Alfonso Armstead, Nashville, Tennessee. And many, and many, and many more. And people put in effort when they send in their doctors. They give real examples of why. For instance, someone wrote in that Elizabeth Harris in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, she said about Elizabeth, I've worked with Dr. Harris for close to a decade, and she's taken care of me through many different stages of my diabetes, from the disengaged teenager to the engaged but struggling young adult to well-controlled diabetes. It goes on and on. Check it out, juiceboxdocs.com. It's not a pay service. None of the doctors are paying me to be there. It's just me trying to take your good experiences and putting them in one place so somebody else can get the advantage of uh, what you've learned about your doctor. 